There once was an adventurous snail, a rather serene snail, a gentleman of the forest, who was not overexcited about anything. As he traveled about, he ran into many animals. First, he met a bunch of frogs, who engaged him in a very advanced discussion about the existence of God. By itself, that would have been fascinating to consider. But then he moved on and ran into a bunch of ants. They were beating up one of their own and were about to kill her. Ladies, what's wrong, he asks. What has she done? Why are you doing this? It turns out that this ant had disappeared from the colony for a time. While she was marching along, she didn't see a tree coming. And when the tree arrived, she just went straight up the tree. She always looked only directly ahead. So when she was going up the tree, she could see the sky. The first time in her life, she saw stars. She finally came down and could not hold in the news of what she had discovered, thinking, poor thing, that those who heard her would want to see the stars themselves. Instead, they were furious. With all this stupid talk about stars, she had broken the law of utility. The ant's usefulness, as it is for all members of an ant colony, is to be a worker. And she had interrupted that work by doing something the others considered absolutely outrageous, irrelevant, and stupid, looking at the stars. Of course, the snail said to himself, or the snail himself had no idea what the stars were because he'd never looked up either. But he was intrigued and asked the dying ant, what are the stars? She had no words to describe them. They're like little eyes and they are very beautiful. Then she died, and the other ants moved on. The snail wondered about the meaning of what happened, but was just too tired to look up. Instead, he continued to walk. Looking to the stars. Jesus in the Gospel today, in talking about the end of all things, talks about looking to the stars, the sun, and the moon, as signs of what is to come, of signs of God's presence. And then in our preparation for the celebration of Christmas, we also know a few who looked to the stars for the coming of Christ, the wise men. So what we're going to do from now until Christmas is to follow the trajectory of the wise men. And so today, we're going to reflect on the wise men looking to the stars, because that's how it all began for them. It was by searching the stars that they set out on a journey to find Christ. So what other human experiences do we have that resemble or mimic the same things or evoke the same things as looking to the stars? One might be nature. Maybe for many of us, the mountains and the awe that they inspire from us in their presence. Maybe it's music, and the way music has the ability to say things that we can't in words. Maybe it's architecture. You know, the great cathedrals and cities of Europe where people from all corners of the globe come to see the beauty captured in these human creations. Or maybe it's religion itself. But what happens if you take nature for your own use? where you carve out a part of our national parks to build yourself a mansion so that you can 
look out at the mountains every day but have to destroy part of the nature around you to make it happen or to pave trails so that you can have your hike in the mountains while still wearing your high heels. I've seen it. It happens. Or what happens if you only ever listen to music that is the exact same as how you're feeling in that moment? That you only listen to things that directly replicate your own personal emotions? Or what happens if you build things simply for function? That all we need to worship is a square box where we can all fit inside because we just need somewhere where we're out of the elements and then we can properly worship. See, when we look to the stars, our first reaction isn't, I wonder how much, how much energy one of those stars produces in a year. No. Pretty much everybody's first reaction when you look to the stars on a clear night, on a warm summer night, is Then maybe from that beauty, you start to ask deeper questions about their existence and why they are significant and what makes them so beautiful. But the first reaction is awe in front of that beauty, right? Just like the ant who went up and saw the stars for the first time. They're like little eyes and they are very beautiful. See. The first seed of faith is awe at God. That the wise men, when they look to the stars, which, mind you, was completely not in line with God, right? Astrology is not in line with what we believe. We say, avoid astrology. But they were looking to the stars, and they were open enough to that experience that it moved them so much that they looked for a king in a foreign land. Think about that for a second. They're looking for their king, and they're open enough from that experience of the stars to come and find a king that is not of their culture. And not only that, they follow it so far as to find the king in a manger and still worship him. That's what their experience of the stars led them to do, that it drew out from them faith. Because the beginning of faith is not an intellectual exercise. It's something that God draws out from us. See, experiencing beauty, the reason that it's so important to living our faith is because it's an experience of otherness. It's an experience of something that I didn't create and I couldn't create. And that is the beginning of faith. If we don't have that in our life, slowly but surely, the possibility of belief in God disappears. Because if we cannot experience otherness, if we cannot experience something that I could never create, we can't experience God. But then, what would happen if we lost the ability to see the stars? What if we couldn't see the stars? 
Jesus points to three things that get in the way of Christians in being able to see the stars in the gospel today. He mentions dissipation, drunkenness, and the worries of this life. Those are three things that prevent us from being able to encounter beauty, to encounter God in the experience of the stars or in the world in general. Dissipation is just waste. And so, for me, one of the words that I hear from just about everybody in their life is, man, I'm so busy. And we talk about being busy almost like a virtue. That it's a good thing that I'm busy because if I'm busy, then I'm, I'm doing things. But how many of those things that we do in our life actually draw us to deeper connection with God, or deeper meaning and purpose to our life, connect us more with each other, or is it just like the ants, an effort in utility, that I'm busy because I want to be useful? Well, if all I'm worried about is being useful, and I waste a bunch of time being useful, then looking to the stars is a waste of time. Or drunkenness. How often in the threat of the world around us, instead do we either numb or try to escape the difficulty of the experience of the stars? Because right? when you really stop and think about it, when you look to the stars, it's terrifying. Right? When you stop long enough to think, I am but a speck in a universe that is bigger than I can even conceptualize. And that at any moment, something in this fragile balance could go off and I would cease to exist. That's how fragile we are in the existence and the reality that is around us. And so we can't think about that all the time or it would drive us crazy. And so one of the things that we get tempted to do is to numb our feelings that come from that, to escape that world, and a big way that we do that is through entertainment these days, whether that's on the computer, TV, whatever it is. We can tend to use those things as a form of drunkenness, clouding our vision from being able to see and to experience the stars. And finally, the worries of this life. Anxiety in our society right now is probably at an all-time high. That people, because we are so connected to the world, we can be worried about something that is happening on the other side of the globe that does not directly impact our life and that we have no control over because the news will report it to us. But what happens when we get overly anxious? Because some anxiety is good, it pushes us to deal with the imperfection that is worrying us. But what happens when we become overly anxious about things? It shrinks our world, right? The more anxious we become, the less willing we become to engage with other people. The less willing we, became, we become to try something new. We let our world shrink more and more to the point where we become like the snail who's unwilling to look up and climb the tree 
and look to the stars. I can tell you, for me in my life, one of the kind of checks that I have as to whether or not I'm letting dissipation, drunkenness, worries overwhelm my ability to quote-unquote see the stars is my willingness and my ability to write poetry. I'm not very good at it, but it's a creative outlet. And I can tell you, it's not very often that I'm in a space where I feel like I can write poetry. Because the dissipation and the drunkenness and the worries of this life crowd over it. And when that happens, so does our ability to experience God. Because the reality is, to experience God does not require you to be a person of faith. You do not need to be someone who considers themselves a believer in God to experience God. However, someone who believes in God can let these things cloud their ability to actually know God. That there is a temptation for us that even though we consider ourselves believers in God, that we let the things of this life cloud our ability to know and see and experience the truth of who God is. So, my challenge for you this week, carve out a little bit of time to look to the stars, literally or figuratively. Carve out a little bit of time for yourself to experience beauty, whether that's in nature or in music or in friendship, in family, wherever you find beauty in your life. Carve out some real time to sit with it, to experience it, to experience that otherness, to experience something in your life that you have not created and you could not create. And see what that draws out from you. See how that draws out faith in you. And ultimately peace. Because the wise men looked to the stars and they found God. The snail was just too tired to look up. <laughs>